Carter in space, shot, safe. Rebound available, wraparound drive by Toffoli, wouldn't go. Bolin handles the puck, tipped in by Reader! And the Kings have the lead! You're listening to All the Kings Men, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Andre Kopitar on this face-off, and a tie-up allows Tanner Pearson to scoop up the puck. Bolin shot, score! Kopitar to Downey. He'll wait. Crisscross with Phanup. Shuffle down low. Carter. Tick, tick, toe. And Brown has his second. Up ahead. Here comes Pearson. It's three on two if they hurry. They want to start a change. Brown. Shot. Tip. Score! Patrick for Dustin Brown. Down he Shot saved by Stalock. He lost the puck. And the Kings still have it. Dustin Brown locates Kopitar. Back to Brown! Scores! Brown is fourth of the night! Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen. Welcome back, Kings fans. My name is Jesse Cohen. This is All the Kings Men. Happy Friday, you guys. Uh, If you are a Kings fan, you woke up in a fantastic mood this morning. I hope this podcast helps it going all day long. I hope it lasts into Saturday. I hope it lasts all next week and through the first round of the playoffs. I hope we have plenty of reasons to be happy moving forward. Extra points to any of you that can tell me why I picked this particular song, what it has to do with the Kings and the playoffs. Uh, we got a double-sized episode for you. Uh, look, four goals from Dustin Brown. There's a lot to say. I won't waste any more of your time here. All the Kings Men is now available on any Amazon Echo device. Simply add MyCast to the skill settings, then ask your Echo to open MyCast, then search for All the Kings Men. Or you can make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, or any other podcasting app. Stream or subscribe today at lakings.com podcast. I'm here high above the ice in the Bob Miller press box with my best hockey buddy, the Royal Half. How are you doing tonight, the Half? Uh, I'm doing well, Jesse. I apologize for my voice being a little hoarse. I was participating in the classiest of NHL traditions, uh, cheering in the press box tonight. It was it was awful hard not to. <laughs> it was a cheer-worthy night in the press box. Yeah, for sure. I, I can confirm. Uh, so, uh, let's start with this. Dustin Brown scored four goals, my friend. Dustin Brown scored four goals. Uh, the Kings clinched the playoffs on a night when they don't play. Uh, Very typical Kings fashion. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had made plans weeks in advance, didn't think it was going to matter. They had two nights off, and I thought, well, whatever, fine. Um, how did you react to Chicago scoring with whatever it was, eight seconds left? <laughs> I, um, uh, I cheered in my kitchen. <laughs> no cheering like, in the kitchen. <laughs> I was, I was uh, watching the game, and... Um, uh, you know, nice of the Blackhawks to do something good for uh, for the LA Kings for once <laughs> exactly. instead of knocking them out of the playoffs. Uh, it was, it, you know, I th- I don't think I had fully comprehended uh, how awful last season was yeah. and not being in the playoffs until it was like, oh wow, like playoffs. Like I forgot how much fun the playoffs are. Like not just the games themselves because it's elevated to a whole level, but just like the the the. Um, Ablutions isn't the right word, but just the kind of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ritual. Okay, yeah. Uh, that yeah, that yeah. comes with it, mm-hmm. like meeting friends uh, pregame for uh, food and seeing people and and you know trolling the fan bases that haven't made it. Yes, and towels, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. G- uh, towel giveaway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it really it really set in for me when I saw Chicago score that that late goal. Wow, like we're back in the playoffs. Yeah, I've never felt bad for an opposing goalie before. Uh, I actually felt bad for Jake Allen. 
No, I don't. No, no not no. at all. I, I I have no sympathy for the city of St. Louis and its sports players. That's look. Nobody was more confused than me at my sympathy for a member of the St. Louis Blues, and yet when he when he did the little arm, you know, shake the little motion that he knew he had let it go. I thought, oh. And then, then uh, you passed quickly. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Say, yeah. Looks so like we go, crazy. So we go into tonight's game. They've clinched a playoff spot. I think most people assumed, maybe not, but I went into this game expecting nothing. Like literally just nothing. Like I mean, like I, a zero I figured, zero tie. Like I, I mean, I just I just figured whatever would like. So the Kings no, score. I, I, I honestly thought going in in the game against the Wild that the Kings would play like they played in the second period. I, I thought that really? this team huh. wants to put the, the proverbial pedal to the metal to mm. finish out the season. I don't think they care so much about what seed right. that they're going to get. Just be I just well. think you want to be like every yeah. other team that's playing well in the playoffs. And I, I I think we saw glimpses of it tonight, but you know, for a large part of the game, the Kings looked like they had played the night before, not the Wild. <laughs> well, there were a lot of guys in and out of the lineup. I guess there's a flu there's a going flu bug, on. Yeah. So, so that's but that's you know you're Rickley hearing the tail end of it with me. I I might have given it, I might have given it to Paul Ledoux and, and Tory Mitchell. <laughs> you who, know who did our, our I forgot someone one of our friends said it's it's uh, Ledoux Laflu. <laughs> I think that might have been Lewis or Jack uh, during the intermission. Yeah. Um, you know, with Brickley getting his first game and yeah, Andrea was in Brickley. the lineup. Yeah, like I just sort of figured like okay, it's going to be a wacky yeah. game. Like, I just didn't expect anything. Kings score with, like, what, a minute into the game or yeah. something. Then Minnesota comes right back and scores. Then Minnesota comes right back and scores again. And I was like, okay, this is going to be, you know, an 8-5 to five game. This ain't going to be your, your grandfather's yeah. uh, Wild Kings game. No, games. it's not. Those and, are usually uh, one nothing uh, battles. And then slowly but surely, Dustin Brown goals kept going up on the board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like I said, you know, uh, for for people who <clears throat> haven't seen the scores, but you know, Henrik and Daniel Sedin had a, a very emotional night uh, in Vancouver, and Dustin Brown paid the ultimate tribute to them by uh, turning on 2012 <laughs> uh, right. Dustin Brown tonight. Uh, I think the only goal that Brown didn't score was that between the legs deflection. Give, give him credit to it. Uh, credit. The, well, obviously, it was an honor of <laughs> Dustin Brown. <laughs> But I mean, reader, right? Reader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On an amazing pass from Foley, who set up Brown's first. Foley had himself a good game, but I mean, he goes in. So, so Dustin Brown comes into the game needing three points to tie his career high, which was crazy. sixty points. He That's has fifty-seven crazy. this year. He that won- was like during the Crawford years, right? So yeah, I mean, that yeah, was like yeah. The high it was two thousand nine, ten. Yeah. I think or something like that. Um, he gets three, which I just did not. I thought, okay, maybe by the end of the year he might. Right. He might get three. Right. Um, I did not hear that. Yeah, I did not anticipate four goals in one game. Uh, I can guarantee you that Dustin Brown did not no. anticipate four goals in No, one this game. is, I mean, I wanted to tweet out the only person more surprised by this than Dustin Brown <laughs> is Dwight King, but I didn't know that anybody would necessarily follow me on that one. <laughs> it's a little bit of reach. Yeah. But, but my God. I mean. It's not, it's, you know, honestly, Brown could have had six goals tonight. Yeah. Maybe seven. Uh, Funny you should Maybe say that. Eight. <clears throat> My father texted me and said he could have had seven. But it was it wasn't just like those four kind of dominant goals. Those right. weren't fluky goals that he had. By no he piano. just he he the Dustin Brown you saw on the ice, you know, Thursday night, that's the Dustin Brown that we all fell in love with in two thousand twelve. And he just was dominant both offensively, defensively, he threw a couple big hits and just look like a force to be reckoned with on the ice. So are you more confident heading into the playoffs now that we've seen this one game from Dustin Brown than you were 24 hours ago? For Yes, but not for anything that Dustin Brown did 
playing hockey. The fact that Dustin Brown plucked a hat out of midair <laughs> and put, put it, it on, on his head, head yeah. and high-fived his teammates with, with that patented, kind of mm-hmm. goofy Dustin Brown smile, that, to me, makes me feel more confident about the playoffs than anything else the Kings did on the ice tonight. It's a loose team. It's a loose right. locker room. It might have kind of led to the kind of collapse in the third period mm-hmm. of, of them losing that 4-2 lead, but Dustin Brown, when he's smiling, that is the agitator. That is the troll, to use a word that yeah, you yeah, and I are called yeah, yeah. a lot. Um, that, that is that is the, the hashtag du- composure. Hashtag, that <laughs> hashtag troll. That is the uh, the Dustin Brown that you can get excited about. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I've said this a million times. I don't believe in magic. I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in karma, except in hockey. <laughs> and seems like a way to live your life. Yeah, well, <laughs> I make no claims to sanity. Um, but yeah, I think every Kings fan out there probably feels a lot more confident about this team after this game. And like you said, it's not just the goals, it's the hits. It's the you know, it's the it's yeah. the body language, it's the smile, it's the everything. And we've heard for years, right, how much everybody on the team loves Dustin Brown. Yeah. And you know, Dennis Bernstein had a tweet yesterday or the day before about the season and and he said basically, you know, dear everybody who said that this team doesn't have heart or doesn't have whatever. Last year was a team that had given up on yeah, the coach and didn't sure. write, you know, because they were in a similar position last year to, to this year. Yeah. You know, Quick had come back. There were 20 games left. They made a big trade, and they sort of fell apart. Whereas this year, despite the up-and-down march, they've now won, what, four out of five or something like yeah, that? Right. And the one they yeah. lost was a, in overtime. I mean, they've got points in most of their games, and they head into it. I mean... They could have home ice in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, if it wasn't for those pesky sharks. <laughs> and their darn dog. <laughs> um, Brent Burns, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, welcome back to the playoffs, the Royal Half. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's... it's. Do you it, wish you had your blog still? I kind of, a little bit. I was I was like, uh, yeah, should I do a game day for the blog? Like, Absolutely. I just, I just um, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm, I'm literally sitting here looking at empty mm-hmm. Staples Center from from the Bob Miller press box, and I can just I know in a week and a half, when, whenever the the first home game happens to be, regardless of where they finish, this place is just going to be rocking. Yeah, and it's just it's just such. E- even if you just get you know four games and you're out, it's still those two games, and I, I'm I don't think I'm not looking for that from the Kings. I'm I'm looking for. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> LA Kings Digital is busy gifting. I don't want to get in the in the way of them, but um, I just uh, the excitement and the, the 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 feeling you get seeing playoff hockey. It's like not to sound like a, a, a salesman, but like go out and buy those playoff tickets right now because like it it is such a different game, and uh, I can't wait for it. We were talking on a on a recent episode about Ducks fans because I know a few personally that buy their season tickets just to sell the playoffs to pay for the really? season tickets. I, I feel like in 2014 we were buying those tickets for like $15 a piece. Well, that was... No, but that's the point. They buy season tickets and then and then they, oh, I see. Oh, they sell, sell the... Play, yeah. and, and I said, like, I don't understand. Like, to me, that makes zero sense at all. Like, the only brief purpose of having season tickets is so that playoff tickets are cheaper and that you... You know, like, I think our tickets to the Stanley Cup final were $90. Yeah, right? Because we were yeah. season ticket holders. And it was, like, insane. Um, that's the, in my mind, oh, that's man. the Remember when you were a fan? Do you remember yeah, those days? Yeah, kind you, of. When you were in your father's side of the game? Well, now I just consider myself. In the myself, 300s, uh, nonetheless. <laughs> Section 320. Now he's above the 300s. Section 320, row one, seats nine and ten. Ugh. Um, no, I consider myself a, a professional fan now. That's how I justify all of this to myself. Um, 
Now, when Dustin Brown scored the fourth goal in overtime, I punched you a couple times in the side of the arm. Mm-hmm. Does that count as cheering in the press box? Absolutely counts as cheering <laughs> in the press box. I, uh, I, I put up my, uh, my fingers in four... And, and some dude in the front row in front of me thought I was like high fiving him, and so he turned around. And he high fived my four fingers. Um, but you know, I think. Um, hey, Emily. What is that? This is uh, um, Emily from the LA Kings Digital Department. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce your last name again? Griganovichis. So, question for you: When Dustin Brown grabs a hat and throws it on his head. What, what's the reaction on LA Kings Digital? How, how quickly do you have to get that gif out? And what's been the response on, on the internet to that gif? Uh, as fast as possible. I mean, we have three different versions of it, so I wanted all three of three them. Angles? We have three angles. Uh, a, you, you tell me there's a super cut there's, yeah. of the... We have three, we have three different football. angles. Check it out on our Twitter. Um, what's, that, at what's, LA King, oh, what's that Twitter handle? At LA Kings, in case you guys didn't know. Um... Yeah, I mean, everyone just loved it. I loved it. Like, how can you not? It makes Dustin Brown's. I just like wanted to like give him a hug. It's so cute. Like, <laughs> so great. Um, so a little bet for us: Is Dustin Brown at his best when he's smiling? Absolutely. My 13-year-old sister wants there to be a postseason award for player with the most teeth. <laughs> uh, any idea who that might be on the current <laughs> roster? <laughs> like, like real teeth, actual teeth? Yeah. yeah. Gosh. Probably any of the rookies. Yeah, no, I mean, none of them. Even those really... guys lose their teeth like in juniors. Yeah. yeah, but definitely not Brown. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> not Carter. Not nope. Dowdy. No. Does this was what we were trying to figure out? Tafoli. Did, did Kopitar lose any teeth. teeth when he got that cut on the side of his mouth? I think so. I do too, but it's been a couple years. I didn't really inspect his teeth, so I don't know. It's like Pierce. What do you do for it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, those guys are great, but they go a little soft in the corners. Yeah, Tanner has pretty good teeth. I would imagine that. He probably still has all of them. Yeah. Well, no, you know, not have, all of them. They have a, a free dental care in Canada too. So <laughs> lucky ones. <laughs> um, anything else you want to share with us about Ellie King Digital's night? Uh, no. Will you tell Derek Forbert we said hi? <laughs> I don't. I, I can't. He's not here right now. <laughs> but yes, sure. <laughs> thanks, Em. All right, thanks, Em. <laughs> Do you go by M? Do people call you M? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah. No, I think it's a little glimpse inside to uh, LA Kings Digital. <laughs> you know, just trying to get a little bit of a different... Bit behind the, oh, yeah, behind the gift. Behind the podcast. Behind the gift. <laughs> that should be behind, behind the, the gift. gift. So, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. At first, I was going to do 18 frames per second, but it just wasn't giving me the smoothness that I needed. So I thought, all right, let's push it to 24 frames per second. Oh, and that, man. my friends... Is gif history, gif 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 history. The, the mark, the mark of a true gif artist oh, is man. knowing when to end the gif. You can't end it too soon or too late. Uh, Jesse, any predictions for the last game of the season against the Dallas Stars? They're gonna win. Have we, well, <clears throat> let's be. Who do you want to face in the first round of the playoffs? Vegas, but again, just for the fun of it, right? Like I said this What's to. What's fun uh, about that? What's fun about facing the second best team in the NHL? <laughs> so this is, so this, is but this is how, this is how I thought about it, and I was talking to our friend Ken Ken Belke from Sinbin. If it's the Ducks and versus Vegas in the in Vegas's first playoff round, 
there's a part of me that'll be pissed just because they get a rivalry they get the story yeah. they're part of the right because yeah. they're gonna be a million you know first Two expansion teams playing yeah each other. it's like yeah. uh, I don't want it to be the Ducks I, it's uh. now having said that Vegas is a one of the tougher opponents right of the of the options but it's also right you get to be part of that experiment are they going to fall apart in the playoffs or are they going to continue you know on their run and and I'd like to I'd like to see it but if you're asking me who do I think they would beat yeah the Ducks because the Ducks don't have Gibson or Fowler is that confirmed for the playoffs or is it well just... it's like for a week or two or they're yeah. week to week anyway what about you you know I, I think the easy answer is to say Vegas but I, I think people forget that like they've got they're real good well, they're really good and it's everyone's like oh well you know new franchise Never been to the playoffs. Mark Andre Fleury yeah, no, I, has been to the Stanley Cup final. That part doesn't factor <laughs> into. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm James sure James Neal yeah, has yeah. had a couple deep runs. Um, you know, and so yeah, I think uh, I think the Ducks is kind of look. You got to get one of them out of the way, yeah. right? Sharks or Ducks. So I guess you got to get the the Ducks out of the way. The real issue is I just don't want to play the Sharks again. Like, I don't want to play the Sharks, and I don't want, I don't want to play blur. this version of the Sharks. Yeah. Because this is a much different version of the Sharks than we've seen the last four or five years. And without Thornton and with Evander mm-hmm. Kane and with Martin Jones, I mean, even two years ago with them beating the Kings, it's just uh, I do not want the Sharks in the first well, round. And, home or, home or, or away, I don't and, want And somehow Brent Burns went from being the darling story of the NHL, Norris Trophy winner, kooky, yeah. animal lover, he, he personality extraordinary. He does, you know that's that, right. Yeah. He drives a van. Yeah, yeah, and he's got tattoos. He's wacky. But somehow this year nobody's been talking about him. Yeah. But like he's tied, or at least he was a couple days ago, tied for the team lead in points. Yeah. West Coast bias. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, right he's there. real good. And, yeah, he's very good. Yeah. And, and just how perfect would it be for them to finally win a cup without Thornton and Marlowe? See, that's the other thing, though. Like, I'm rooting for that. Like, <laughs> if any year the, the Sharks win the cup, it's the year without Morgan. The only, Thornton, the Thornton only Thornton. more perfect ending would be Sharks versus Maple Leafs in the final, and the Maple Leafs winning with Marlowe. Oh, you've doubled down. That would be on on uh, the shining forward. Like friend. that would be. <laughs> You never go full shot. Jeremy Roenick's mentions on Twitter would, <laughs> would, would be a toxic uh, wasteland. That's great. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 look, I, I'm just excited that we're able to talk about the yeah. first-round opponent. Um, it's a wonderful problem to have. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I think the, the Stars have been a, a real disappointment this season, and I don't think they're playing for anything. So. I'm adding Calgary and Dallas to my Edmonton list. What, what's that? I am tired of hearing about this is this is Calgary's year or this is yeah. Dallas's year. Like yeah, you know I feel what? Like it's been Dallas's year for three or four years, right? Since the day Sagan got there, it's been yeah. this is oh Dallas is turning it around. Yeah, it might be time to not hire an eighty year old coach that's been around a long time. And and I had fights with people this year. People come up and go, Aren't you scared of Calgary? And I go, Why? What's to be scared of? And they're like, They're awful good and I'd say they made the playoffs twice in eleven years, and the two years that they did was because the Kings missed the playoffs. Uh, better known as the Cohen theory. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And here we are, and they're like fifteen points out of a playoffs spot. So why am I afraid of the Flames again? Uh, Mike Smith. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, the half. Welcome back to the playoffs, man. I think yeah, that's no, gonna do I, it. Uh, I um, look any any more time, uh, extra time that we get to have Jesse Cohen on TV. Sign me on. For it. Oh, so thanks, I'm, man. I'm hoping uh, 
Uh, regional coverage ends after the first round. I'm hoping uh, NBCSN oh, brings you up that. to the second round. Oh, what would I even say if I met Mike Melbury face to face? You would delete your Twitter account. Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing I would do. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Everyone search for uh, at Kingsman Podcast in Millbury and uh, you can see some, some keywords tiny butt nose. <laughs> he does have a tiny butt he nose. He does have a tiny butt nose. All right, the half. We'll see you in the play. Actually, oh, no. Two on we'll see you. Oh. oh. Well, that's why they're not in the big show. Um, <laughs> we'll see you soon. Welcome back to the playoffs, Kings fans. We continue our post-game coverage of the LA Kings 5-4. Wait, was it 5-4? I've totally lost track. 5-4 yep. overtime victory over the Minnesota Wild. Joining me now, Jack Jablonski, Minnesota native, Wild fan extraordinaire. Yep. How are you feeling, Jack? I'm good. I'm good. You know, <laughs> what, what else could you ask for as a fan of both teams? For A, a great game, entertaining, a four-goal night, and, you know... You um, don't lose any ground. I didn't lose any ground. We already clinched the three, and... The Kings win, so it's a perfect night. Got to see the guys, and uh, now I'm here with you. At two to one, Minnesota. Yep. There was a mixture of moods in the press box and in and in Staples Center during intermission. And my attitude was sort of like, I don't really care. You know, they clinched a playoff spot. Whether or not they face San Jose or Anaheim or Vegas or Nashville. Oh yeah. It, it, you know, it's going to have so much to do with so many other combinations of scores that there's no way to really... Just play the game. You know? Yeah, just play the yeah. game and see what happens. And they're in the playoffs, so it is what it is. Yeah. It's beggars can't be choosers. Right. And then it wound up being a 5-4 game in overtime. So, okay. Yeah. That's great. Um, as a Kings fan, you know, if it had been 5-4 and five different guys had scored goals, I'd have said, like, okay, that was fun. Great. I mean, I'm happy, right? Like, obviously you want them to win. But the fact that it was Dustin Brown scoring all four, <laughs> as a Kings fan, really couldn't have. I mean, I just can't explain how much it, how how gratifying it is to sit here and watch. And watch. <laughs> no, it, he played an unbelievable game, and it's really resembled, you know, the, the bounce back year that he's had. And uh, you know, in game eighty one, it's great to see just because. Uh, you know he's worked hard, and, and things didn't necessarily go the way he planned in the, you know, the last few years, or you know, necessarily expected, or or expectations on him, so so on and so forth. And uh, for him to, you know, this whole year's been about Kopitar, 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 and secretly he's been there, and uh, you know, just to give him a night where he gets you know the accolades and, and gets the attention, and you know, is the first star of the night, first star of the week, whatever. I mean, he's the first star of everything. Uh, for the night and, and the topic of today, so uh, by all means, congratulations to him. And and no, it's a it's a gratifying moment to see a guy who's who's worked so hard to get back to the level that we saw him at and we hoped he could be at, and now he is there again. So obviously, I think we're going to jump the gun a bit here and go player of the game. We're both going to say Dustin Brown. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Correct. <laughs> all right. There's no point in prolonging that drama. I'm curious though, what you think was the play of the game? My play of the game and. I'm going to stick with it even though it got a little interesting in the af- it, 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 later in the game. Uh, mine would have to be the 5-on-4 penalty kill for the Wild in which Miko Koivu makes it a 5-on-3. Mm-hmm. And there's... Now, this, is, you know, this isn't going to be your sabermetric stat of the day, but I because I, I don't have an actual stat. Sure. But I know that like, when you as a team don't score on a 5-on-3 opportunity, 
your chances of winning go significantly down if you have the opportunity and don't convert. And for the Kings to tie the game up and then take the 4-2 leads to in the same period, I thought it was a huge momentum switch because the Wild held the momentum in the first period for the majority of it. Mm. Um, and then you know, it was back and forth a little bit in the second period, and I think that was a huge turning point. Now, the Wild did end up coming back and taking two goals, or, you know, cutting back two goals in the, the third period, but I thought that was a significant point in the game, uh, which had a large result on why we ended up where we were. I'm going to go with Toby Reader's goal. Yep. Even though it wasn't a Brown goal. I mean, I, the Brown goals are sort of canceling each other out as moment of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason I'm picking the Reader goal was the, was the pass from Foline. And not just the pass from Foline, but in the celebration scrum, all of the players, you know, hugging Reader, were looking back at Foline, going like, wow. <laughs> and we've seen it now maybe four, five, six times where Foline will have a heads-up play, whether it's pretending to dump the puck in on Nashville and just shooting it straight into the net after he pulled the goalie out, whether it's finding a tip-in goal, you know, from, I can't remember who it was, it was like a game or two ago, we did a very similar pass to Reader, but he found somebody else on the side of the, the net. That kind of offensive look from the point, right, is something that the rest of the team doesn't offer. Well, Fanuff actually might. Yeah. But but Dowdy's just to sort of close his eyes and, and hope for the best, you know, rip a shot. <laughs> yeah. uh, Buzzin and Martinez are pretty good at getting it through, but it's never, it's never particularly unexpected. It's just a, you know, it's either on net or it isn't. And don't, don't think this didn't, you know, come by chance against the Wild. You right. Know, Christian Foley <laughs> a guy who was basically not necessarily pushed out, but mm-hmm. I, you, know, I, you, I would be under the impression that he didn't necessarily get an offer that was, you know, totally saying we we need you back. Right. Uh, and you know, with the, the decor that the Wild have, with the injuries that they're having, by all means, I think they'd be very happy to have Christian Foley in the lineup for them. So, uh, yeah, this is a little. You know, you want what you can't have, and, and you know this is what they need. So, yeah, by all, he, you know, he he played a great game, and you know, if there wasn't a guy who scored four four goals right. in the game, maybe he would be the player of the game because he played unbelievable, and he, you know, had the the, the shot on the brown goal that got mm-hmm. tipped, and then That's all right. of a sudden he makes the pass to 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 Reader as well. So yeah, no, I I think it's a an awesome pick, and and you know, very well also. This is this is. I don't mean what I'm about to say, but it's just... But I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> well, just to give you an idea where my mind goes somewhere, sometimes. The goal that Rieger scored, when we talk about stats, you know, we one of the complaints is, well, that's a made-up stat. You know, why do we pay attention to that no. stat, or why do we pay attention to that stat? And one of my counters is always, every stat is made up. Right? Sure. Assists are made up. Why do we give a point to a guy who passes the puck? Because somebody arbitrarily decided, well, sometimes the pass is just as important. Yep. My thought is, on a goal like that, I think it's totally arbitrary that Reader is gifted the goal and Foline is gifted the assist. Like, yeah, Reader had to angle his stick, but Foline had to see him, find him, and shoot it properly. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, you could just as easily say that, <laughs> you know, that it was Foline's goal. If it had bounced off an opponent's stick into the net, it would have been Foline's goal. Yeah. But it bounced off a teammate's stick. Yeah. And so it's Reader's goal. So, and I don't care, right? Like, I'm not, you know, going to sit there and yeah. say, like, they should change the way it's done. I'm just saying, like, that's how heads up a play that It all was. comes full circle. Yeah. And so heading into the playoffs, you know Kopitar's having a great year. You know Dowdy's having a great year. You know Brown is having a great year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
But you need those guys, those second pair defensemen, those third pair defensemen, you know, to come through and have a game that maybe you didn't expect. Um, maybe the other team wasn't prepared for. And so, you know, like I said, I just is super gratifying to see a full team effort. Um, I will ask you, and I don't anticipate your answer being the same as, as mine or the halves, but would you consider the Kings' chances in the playoffs improved because the game the Dustin Brown just had? Or is it just a one-game anomaly to you? I don't think it's any more improved. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. No, that's fine. I think it's, it's just a matter of, you know, some nights guys just get hot and they have it. And, and yes, it can linger and yes, it can show up and... and you know, whether it's one of those things where it's been a long time coming and he finally got the bounces tonight or, you know, he just happened to go off his stick and, you know, he's been doing the right things. But, you know, I, I don't necessarily think that tonight's game or Dustin Brown's performance necessarily made the Kings any better off in the playoffs other than getting two points and maybe having home ice advantage. Um, so, so no, I, I don't personally think that that Dustin Brown's performance alone you know, gave the Kings a better opportunity to, to you know, go further in the... In the, the well, then half and I are giant homers and we disagree. That's fine. <laughs> and, and I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. So, uh, they're going to hand out team awards on Saturday. Yep. But we're going to do them now. Because there's no point in us doing them after they've handed them out officially. Correct. So, we're going to do it now. So, we're going to start with... Uh, sorry, I'm having to turn my phone so I can read this and record. Uh, the uh, Ace Bailey Memorial Award for the most inspirational player. Who would you award that to? My Ace Bailey most Memorial Award most inspirational player. Mine's going to be Kyle Clifford. Okay. And I think that statistically, the heartbeat of the Kings mm-hmm. is Anze Kopitar. Mm-hmm. I think locker room wise, energy wise, physicality wise, grit wise. I think it all comes down to Kyle Clifford, and I don't think now I don't think he has that you know the the outcome on the of the game you mm-hmm. know, night in and night out. Like obviously statistically, that's more of the factor. Right. But I think morale wise, you know, effort wise, grit, which is three things that you can't st- statistically analyze. Mm-hmm. I think those are three things that he brings to the table on a night to night basis more than anyone, and I think. I'm actually amazed he's never gotten this award before, um, or at least in the, the yeah. past years. Um, so I'm going to go Kyle Clifford. I like it. I'm going Dustin Brown. Okay. Mainly because he's just scored four goals. <laughs> Does he get every stat then? <laughs> no, well, more than, more than he probably would have. But no, but mainly because he's in his 14th season. He's had the captaincy taken away from him. Yep. He had an A given to him and then taken away when Jeff Carter came back. And, and he is literally, after tonight, having a career year. It's the best statistical year of his career. Mm-hmm. After four years of the team actively trying to trade him, <laughs> actively trying to demote him, embarrassing him. Yep. Um, I mean, I don't think the team was trying to embarrass Demean, him. But, but you know, his, his minutes were, were reduced. Mm-hmm. His role was reduced. Article after article was written about <laughs> how his contract was the worst in the league. Yeah, um, there were think pieces about how he should be traded to Arizona or Buffalo. There were, I mean, literally this past summer, Facebook fans, Kings fans, were split half and half. Half of them were mad that he had his, or I should say, two summers ago. Half of them were mad that his captaincy was taken away from him, and the other half were mad that he was still on the team. <laughs> so, um, 
And I think that kind of thing can weigh on a person. And everything we've heard is that everybody in the locker room loves Dustin Brown. Yep. All the you know all of his teammates said they'd go through a wall for him. You know, blah blah blah. So to have the kind of year he's had, um, I just think is again in his 14th yeah. year. This is not a. This isn't a thir- 26 yeah, year old exactly. playing for a contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so I give it to Dustin Brown. The Bill Libby Memorial or the team MVP. This one I oh. think will be quick and simple. Yeah. Kopitar. Yeah, Anze, Anze Kopitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we both Career agree. highs and everything. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. Uh, the defensive player, uh, regardless of position. Yep. Who'd you go? I'm going to go with Anze Kopitar again. Um, he's played 80 games. Yeah. So 81 now. Mm-hmm. So he's been on the ice every game. Yeah. He's been a factor. He plays top line minutes. Mm-hmm. 54% face-offs. Mm-hmm. So, again, and we've been over the stat yep. before, mostly in the defensive zone, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. 18 penalty minutes. It's ridiculous. Always on the ice. Yep. Plus 21. Yeah. Okay. You can be a plus 21 if you're the highest scoring team in the league. Kings aren't. He also plays defense and prevents goals, yeah. which gives him the plus 21. Rather than try and gild a lily and, and add to your argument as to why he should win it, I'll go yeah. ahead and suggest why I didn't give it to, to Dowdy or Quick. Because yeah. those are the other two yeah. leading candidates. I think Quick's January... Was disqualifying, yeah, right? It's like, going to hold him back. October, he was Vezina winner. Yep. The rest of the season, I would say he was very good to elite, but mm-hmm. January was just a bad yep. month. <laughs> to go, and to go off of that, it's one of those things where you can't win an award in right. October, right, right. December, January. You can you lose, lose an award. Yeah. <laughs> that was the case. Um, and Dowdy, while I think he's been great offensively and a sort of all around game, the up and down nature of this season. And the, mm-hmm. the the points we pointed out about maturity and composure and consistency maybe weren't always there for him. Whereas yep. Kopitar was just a much more stable uh, performance. So I, I go with Kopitar. I, I agree yep. with you, and I, and I think most people would agree. Okay, next award, the Mark Davis Newcomer for Best best Newcomer. Yeah. Huh. Uh, for me, I'm going to go down for enough. Okay. I, I think the impact he made... I also have an honorable mention, but um, uh, the impact he made coming in, I mean, scoring three goals in his first four games or something like that, that was, you know, a great way to enter it. You look into a team that was, I wouldn't say desperate for a a good defenseman Mm -hmm. uh, or a valuable, you know, minute, grit defenseman, but they were definitely looking for one, and it was a concern of everyone's, the depth, and, and the second he came into the lineup, I think everyone was able to kind of just take a breath relax, step back, and just say, okay, now we've got a guy, yep, his money's big, but he's worth every dollar, mm-hmm. and for what he provided or allowed Dust, or, uh, Drew Doughty to do, um, I think it, I think it goes, wonder, you know, goes, does wonders for both the organization and uh, Drew Doughty's freedom to, you know, expand his roll a little bit more his his you know offensive mentality and I think we've seen that in the you know the days since Dion Phaneuf has come into the team. I was thinking suspicion your honorable mention is going to be my pick. Go for it. Alex I follow. No. Oh all right. Well then all right, I'll, well, go, I'll do yeah, mine. Okay. You go use. Um, honorable mentions come after winners. So I, I think everything you said about Dion Phaneuf is absolutely true. For me the the story of Alex I follow you know free agent signing, undrafted, comes in. Camilleri had brought in, presumably, to play yep. first-line minutes, and almost instantly in camp. It was like, nope. oh, no, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. have this 23-year-old kid nobody's ever heard of. Um, and he comes in, and and I don't think it's easy to play with 
the best players in the league. No, it, it, there's a lot asked, and you have a very high expectation level. And when you have to jump into it, especially as a rookie, it, everything's a little bit faster. You also have the expectations of said star, mm-hmm. and they pl- like certain things to do. And a lot of times, they may or may not be comfortable with them. And you can't be going out there and saying, "I don't think so." Yeah, yeah, Kobe, I'll get let, you the puck in just a yeah, second. Let me, uh, let me try let me show and show you how yeah, I did yeah. it back in college. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and you can see it right in teams all over the league, right? Connor McDavid, Taylor Hall, um, other you know uh, Nathan McKinnon. Although he's got uh, uh, rant or not rant, but uh, Rantanen. Thank you, Rantanen. Um It's it is hard to play. Yep. With with talented players, and yep. I think I, I follow for a full season. I know he's missed the last game or two, but he came in and he did every. Thing that you would want a guy to do. If he had to go to the corner, he went to the corner. If he had to go to the net, he went to the net. If he had to keep the play alive so that the you know his line mates could get a change, he did that. And he, the fact that literally nobody knew who he was <laughs> two months before the season started, oh, yeah. um, to me, he didn't put up a lot of points, and I know a lot of people griped about that, but the reality is this team has... It, has the most potent offense it's had in 10 or 11 Ten, seasons. Yeah. And and Kopitar had a career year with this kid on his wing for almost every game. So yeah. I'm, I'm going with I follow. Who's your yeah. uh, your honorable mention? Darcy Kemper. Oh, okay. Newcomer. Nice. Let's he went what I, I don't I couldn't 901 or something. He was like 10 yeah. 1 and 3 or 10 yeah. 1 and 2 and That sounds two. right. Let's be on like we have facts are facts. If he loses half of those games or goes 500, mm-hmm. the Kings are Probably right Strip around man. Colorado, if mm-hmm. not below them. So I think he played a huge impact. Now we trade him for you know two guys, but at the same time, he, you know, he's not on the team anymore. But yeah. he I, he played a huge impact, especially when Jonathan Quick was going through his January. Like those were big times where all of a sudden Darcy Kemper steps in, and you know he played a few back to backs where he put up win and win or win and overtime loss. Yeah. You know he goes five and five. All of a sudden, you know, I understand t- statistically you'd be like, all right, well, we're, you know, 10 points worse. But at yeah. the same time, things would snowball, and it could have gotten a lot, yeah. lot worse. Than no, I think, that's, I think that's a great a great honorable mention, and, and, and you're 100% right. And it, it brings me to a conversation I was having earlier. If the Kings win the Jennings Trophy, which is the trophy awarded for fewest goals allowed by a team, mm-hmm. the rules are that, you, that any goalie... That was a part of I it. I think has well that has played a certain number of games, and in 2013 and 14 the Kings won it, but because they had Jones and Scrivens, neither Jones nor Scrivens had played enough games to qualify. So Quick's name was the only one put on the trophy, <laughs> and I think we could see that happen again this year if they win it, because I don't think yeah, Kemper I Kemper played enough games. He, I think he probably played 14, 15 games, and, and games. I'm sure Campbell didn't play enough. So well, it could Campbell's be, at five. It no, could he's be, not even at five. No, so it could be another situation where Jonathan three goalies combined. Yeah, he's not to say the least deserving. <laughs> no, but. There's other names team, that are just a, It as, is a combined effort. Yes. And usually there's two goalies on it because usually the backup goalie plays, whatever, 20, 30 games. Yeah, and, like a Philip Grubauer yeah, exactly. who deservingly yeah. plays. Yeah. So it's uh, so the, the trivia question out there for you, Kings fans, is when was the last time, or not when was the last time, but what's the record for one goalie winning the Jennings Trophy the most times <laughs> by himself when he actually... <laughs> I mean, Brodeur might be the only one. Yeah. That I can think of because maybe his Wah, backup maybe, played like eight uh, games or Wah, something. Maybe yeah, maybe prime. So, uh, so moving on, we go down to outstanding defensemen. This is a is this another Drew yeah, Doughty? Yeah, Drew Doughty. Unanimous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't think we need to say much nope. more about it. Nope. Um, 
so then moving on to the to uh, the last one, uh, my favorite one <laughs> because it's just totally Total, open to it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the Unsung Hero Award, a.k.a. the Trevor Lewis Award. Yeah, so I think mine might be controversial. I think mine might be, too. Okay, well, that's good. Um, this argument would have worked about four hours ago more than it worked to, <laughs> I think right you now. and I have the same Yeah, pick. I'm going Dustin Brown. Yeah. And, and this is, I think, this whole year has been, oh, my gosh, Kobitar is having the best year ever. Mm. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with Jonathan Quick? Mm-hmm. Oh, Drew Doughty looks like he's playing well. Right. Oh, let's trade in for another huge name, Dion Phaneuf. <laughs> right. So I think there's just a lot that got lost in this season. And I think one thing that just happened to go under the radar consistently was was Dustin Brown's season. And, and yes, he's making a large sum of money. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't necessarily, quote-unquote, performing up to what the expectations were. And this year, he's shut all of that talk up. He's, you know... Had a career year. Yeah, yeah, he really has. He's rejuvenated his career. He's, you know, back to what I think we all thought that would be for the future when he signed his contract, and and I think he's gone. When he signed his contract, I never expected him to score sixty points again. All right. Well, I mean, that's how insane this. There like, you go. I figured it was. I mean, I figured he'd be good, right? Like I was hoping for 40, 45 points a season. Yeah, consistently. And, and the conversation I had with other members of the Kings media at the time of the contract was, I said he absolutely deserves it. But he won't earn it, right? This is a contract paid for services yeah. already rendered, right? This was he won a cup. He he. It's the he, yeah. And he got underpaid on his first contract. Yeah. Now you're making good on it. Yeah. This season he earned every. He earned every penny of that yeah. contract. Oh, one hundred percent. And now he obviously was a beneficiary of Anze Kobitar, but at the same time. It, it works both ways, and, and everything does, everything we said about I follow and how hard it yeah. is to play with star players. Yep, well, applies uh, applies. Also, to might I add, Anze Kovatari probably had three or four assists tonight that he wouldn't have. Right, some no, absolutely. On the team. No, and there was a play a few weeks ago where they were on a two on one and they passed back and forth to one another, and I think Brown was the one that finally finished it off. Yeah, and. Again, that's a perfect example of a play that doesn't happen if it's Kopitar and Pearson on a two-on-one. Yeah, well, he Kopitar got a little generous in the first period. He should have shot the two-on-one. Uh, fair enough. But that's for another story. Yeah. So, no, I, I complete. I'll let you give your pitch on, on Dustin. Well, Robert's I think block. you said it perfectly. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick somebody else off the, on on the fly. Off of your head. <laughs> just, just sorry. To not, no, that's fine. I think. I mean, I. You never have to apologize for agreeing with me. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with Alec Martinez. Um, okay. Because in okay. A, for the same similar reasons to what you said about Brown, he doesn't have the numbers, right? He's not having a great offensive career, but in a season where you did have, you know, Foline, Fantenberg, McDermott, you know, all these guys There's in and out, of, yeah, recycling. He was or... changing partners. You never knew who he was going to be paired with. Now he's paired with Fanuff. He's on the power play, and he has just gone out there. And like we saw the other night, he played the most minutes in the game where. Uh, 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 Forbert went down, right? Yeah, when they clinched. Yeah, he he came in and played whatever it was, 25, 26 minutes. And so, to me, Martinez is a guy, uh, just because I can't pick Brown. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't heard his name. You know, he, in previous seasons, he's been like, oh, it's Marty, it's the guy that scored the overtime goals, it's Martinez, yep, we love yep. Martinez, you know, jazz hands, the whole thing. And again, in a season of ups and downs and chaos and newcomers and new faces and transactions, he was one of those stalwarts that was just there every night and did his job. Um, yep. So I go. With he's, he's not a guy who talk, complains, yeah. you know, talks to the media in a, a negative way. He, he's just he's done his job quietly, and you know it's done wonders for him. And, and obviously, defensively, the team is 
we're in a good place for. I think we'd all take where we are defensively uh, in October. Yeah. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look, this has been a great season. Um, well, yeah, it's been a great season. I'll say it. I don't care. Um, so, so here we are. There's still plenty of options available on the table. Yeah. As far as how the playoffs are going to sort themselves out. I don't have to worry about jinx it any, jinxing it anymore. They've nope. clinched a playoff spot. Uh, I've said previously already on the podcast that I would like to see them play Vegas in the first round just because... Pure entertainment? Yes. It's a story. It's going to be a big story. And mm-hmm. as long as you have the option of being in the story or not being in the story, why wouldn't you want to be in the story? In the story. <laughs> so, but as far as like who I would want to play with the best chance to win, yep. I will personally say Anaheim just because of the injuries to Fowler and Gibson. Yep. And I'm terrified of Nashville because they're As Nashville. Am I. As am I. <laughs> who yep. would you? Who do you think the Kings match up uh, the best against? Matchup of the four. I think it's four teams that they could yeah. possibly play now. I think with the win, they might have taken away the option for Nashville. Um, I think you're right. Um, but you know, with the remaining three teams in the division, right? I think matchup wise, they match up worse against San Jose. And I think though the Kings are peaking at the right time. Mm-hmm. So is San Jose, yeah. and Evander Kane has done wonders for that team, and I don't know how he's never done anything for a team that he's been moved to. Oh, he's only been moved once, but yeah. now twice. Uh, uh, but he, it just all of a sudden it works, and so I think San Jose, who's had the Kings number in the past, like we'll be honest, that in the past few years, now yep. when they won the cup the last time, that's a whole, well, we beat them mm-hmm. four in a row. But at the same time, oh, I like the we. <laughs> Where are we here? Where are we? Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, matchup wise, I, I I do agree because of the injuries. Yeah. I don't. We don't really know what's going on with Fowler or Gibson on the severity or how long it's going to be. I think. Uh, and God, with that, I mean, either way, with Vegas or Anaheim, beyond entertaining, uh, two different types of entertaining, might I add. Mm-hmm. You got you know the Vegas, which is just pure chaos of just it, it, chaos in the up and down all yep. over the place you know scoring chance after scoring chance I mean Anaheim and LA just hate each other yep. and it's it is fun to watch uh, so I agree, I do agree with you I think it'd be great to watch a, a Vegas series but mm-hmm. at the same time I think matchup wise uh, though unlikely I think it'd be great to see uh, you know from a success standpoint uh, another Anaheim Kings matchup and here's here's an element that, that I had not thought of until tonight. I heard overheard somebody talking about it. Vegas is doing everything they can to prevent opposing teams' fans in getting into the building and buying yeah, tickets. they are. Whereas the Ducks, as we know... They just... If you want to come... If it's Kings versus Ducks, there's going to be a butt-ton a butt of Kings fans, yeah. <laughs> even in a playoff game. Very much so. So it's almost... Just from the notion of, you know, home ice, even if Anaheim gets home ice... Fans can travel. It is, it is not traveling to go to the pond. It's no, just, no. For half of and, us, it's actually easier to get to pond than it yeah. is to get to Staples and Center. It, it, it's, it exists slightly in Los Angeles, too. And obviously, because everyone's a transplant, yeah. including myself, um, as there were a good amount of Minnesota fans here tonight, might I add. Uh, <laughs> but Calm down. Yeah, I know, I know. It's unlikely we'll be back here anytime soon. But, uh, no, I, I think you're exactly right. If Vegas has got their whole policy thing where, mm-hmm. you know, you have to sign a contract and Anaheim's just happy to have a full building. So, yeah, uh, yeah 
I think it's we're most likely going to see San Jose, but yeah. uh, and by all means, I don't think that you know if we match up San Jose, we can't beat them four times out of seven. So uh, it's going to be interesting. We you know we haven't really seen them since the trade deadline, yeah. and it's two totally different rosters. You know, Dion Phaneuf is now here, and you've got Evander Kane, and you know it, it's it's not what we're used to. You know, there's no Patrick Marlowe anymore. The Kings don't have there's no Joe Thornton. Exactly. So exact. Yep. Uh, but Couture has all of a sudden jumped up in that roster in Evander Kane. Yeah. Again, uh, his name pops up. But uh, no, I, I think you know. I think we're on the same page. Best matchup Anaheim. Worst yeah. matchup San Jose. Most entertaining matchup Vegas. The other part about Vegas that actually legitimately terrifies me is they're so young and they're just never going to get tired. And <laughs> making it even worse, the, the notion of the Vegas flu. Right, teams come in and they spend twenty four hours and and the night before the game, you know, they get tired and blah blah. If you're there for two games in a row for a playoff series, what are you you going to do? You could be there for six days. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like I I understand you're there for business and strictly business in the playoffs. (laughs) What do you do on the day off? Like it's Vegas. Like you're either going to be outside in the sun. Mm -hmm. I imagine you'd be smart enough to lay off the alcohol, but at the same time. Temper- it could happen. The city is, is designed then, yeah, by yeah. evil gambling psychologists. There's a to, reason the city exists. Yeah, to make you not aware of what time it is, oh, yeah. where you are, or how to leave. Right? Like, those yeah. floors are deliberately designed yeah. to be confusing, labyrinthine, it's, it's, and disorienting. Like, it's literally made for yeah. you to get confused and just be like, ah, F it. I'm going to go, you know, what's one more? What's, yeah. You know, and, and, you know... Now, the Kings, obviously, you'd hope that in that situation, they wouldn't even put themselves in that position. You would hope. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> but yeah. we're young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, it'll be interesting. And by all means, no, I agree. 24 hours is like six days. Yeah, and six days is a lifetime. <laughs> Especially in that area. Yeah, so, uh, so like I said, it would be fun to be part of that story. And, and a little mm-hmm. part of me, I've said this probably eight times now, but a little part of me would be very annoyed if Anaheim played Vegas, if the very first Vegas playoff series was Anaheim instead of the Kings, it would. Bo- it's just going to bother me. But I'm prepared. If but if if the trade off okay. is winning a playoff round, I'm prepared to make that trade. Yeah, that's fine. Well, and what would be better than a second round matchup against Vegas? Not much. <laughs> Not much. Touche. Uh, all right, I think I'm going to wrap it up there, Jack. Thank you for joining me. Great to be here. I'm sorry that your team had to lose to my team. It's all good. Our team. Your team had to lose to your team. My team as well. Uh, Thanks for listening, Kings fans. We'll talk to you soon.